Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, November 23rd, 2020. President-elect Biden names his national security team. We'll discuss that, plus certification taking place in several key states today. Will that cause Donald Trump to end his prolonged refusal to concede the race? And finally, what is behind Trump's thinking as to why he hasn't yet and may not ever concede this race? Does it have to do with money? President-elect Joe Biden's transition team announced the heavy hitters of the national security team that will be formed around President Biden when he takes the oath of office in January, should the Senate confirm them. And it has got longtime Biden advisors and longtime experts in the areas that Biden is tapping them to lead. Tony Blinken, former deputy secretary of state, former deputy national security advisor to the Obama White House, and former national security advisor to Vice President Biden when he was in the White House, he's going to be Joe Biden's secretary of state. Now, just remember for a moment, Joe Biden, former chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, definitely fancied himself qualified to be secretary of state through many Democratic administrations, served as Barack Obama's vice president. Choosing a secretary of state, this is close to Joe Biden's heart. And every day on the campaign trail, In addition to talking about a battle for the soul of the nation, he talked about the need to restore America's reputation around the world in the post-Trump era. And Joe Biden is going to have his hands full with the COVID response, both getting control of the virus, the distribution of the vaccine, and dealing with the economic fallout. That's going to consume his agenda. So putting in somebody with whom he's had a decades-long relationship— and whose trust he clearly has. This is a sign that Joe Biden is looking to draw an instant contrast with the Trump administration. He's not bringing in some outsider like Rex Tillerson or some loyalist like Mike Pompeo has proved to be. No, he is bringing in somebody who has expertise at the State Department, on the National Security Council, has done this in previous administrations, and has advised Joe Biden for years, somebody from his inner circle. That is his message to state capitals and foreign leaders around the world that the U.S. is back in fully engaging, and here is somebody you all know in the foreign capitals to represent me. And you can trust his word is my word while I'm over here trying to resolve and manage this COVID crisis. That's the message Joe Biden is trying to send with a pick like Tony Blinken as secretary of state. But that's not it. The Biden team announced Alejandro Mayorkas is going to be secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Should he get confirmed, the first Latino to lead the Department of Homeland Security, Jake Sullivan, national security advisor in the Biden administration, Linda Thomas-Greenfield is being tapped for the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. She is a longtime foreign service officer. Avril Haines is going to be tapped as the DNI, the director of national intelligence, the first woman to ever head up and oversee the entire intelligence community. And back from retirement, well, I don't know if he ever really retired, but former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry has been tapped by Biden to serve as a special presidential envoy on the climate crisis. And that role 
is going to be a role that has a seat on the National Security Council. For the first time ever, climate is going to be a dedicated seat on the president's National Security Council. Now, this is taking a heavy hitter, a well-known name, putting him on the National Security Council on an issue that Joe Biden said is the most threatening issue to society, to the global community. And by putting Kerry in that role, he's indicating that he is taking it really seriously. Biden's going to make it all formal tomorrow afternoon in Wilmington, one o'clock in the afternoon with a press conference before the Thanksgiving holiday to show yet again that he and Vice President-elect Harris are simply moving forward, rolling out their administration, putting together their team and getting to work irrespective of President Trump's antics. Now, here's what else matters today. Today is a critical day in the vote certification process in several key states. In Michigan, today is the date that the vote gets certified. You know that Joe Biden has a lead of more than 150,000 votes in that critical battleground state. That has not stopped Donald Trump from trying to twist arms to get Republicans to not certify the vote there. Not at all clear that that is going to happen. We are watching to see if that process moves forward. In Pennsylvania, the counties are certifying their vote. We've already gotten the big county out west in the Pittsburgh area, Allegheny. We are told to expect Philadelphia County to certify later today. Once those counties are both certified, there's almost no way in which Donald Trump has an argument that he could somehow overtake Joe Biden's lead in Pennsylvania. So that vote also will get certified on a county-by-county basis today in Pennsylvania. And the same in Arizona. All the counties in Arizona will certify their vote today. And Joe Biden's narrow victory in that state is going to hold as that vote gets certified. This means Joe Biden will have been certified the winner in enough states that get him to 270 electoral votes in terms of those critical battleground states that Donald Trump can keep sort of spitting in the wind if he wants on contesting the election. But these certification deadlines are being met. And as long as they're met by December 8th, the electors are going to be sent to the state capitals on December 14th. And it is those slate of electors, in the case of the states I'm talking about today, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Joe Biden electors, those are the electors that the House of Representatives will be required to accept when it tallies the Electoral College votes in January. So today is a big day for Joe Biden to be moving forward in this process of officially becoming president-elect. And finally today, why is it that Donald Trump is likely to ignore all those certification deadlines? Despite the fact that Republican after Republican now, several Trump allies like Chris Christie or Rob Portman, the senator from Ohio, you are starting to hear Republicans coming out of the woodwork and issuing statements that say, Mr. President, this election is over. What we don't see is any change in Donald Trump's behavior. Why? because he's raising a ton of money off of this moment. And it is money that can be used in his post-presidential life. He has formed this leadership pack, and Donald Trump is able to use this moment of engaging his base of support. And we know with some 74 million votes, his base of support is pretty fired up about Donald Trump. And so he's engaging them on this notion of a contested election, and it is getting them to hit the donate button And it is all going to a leadership act that he's going to use as a bit of a slush fund to move around the country, to do political events, to donate to political candidates. 
to make sure that Republicans are still kissing his ring as the de facto leader of the party, even in his post-presidency, to say nothing of holding out the notion that he may actually run again in 2024. He has sent out 322 fundraising emails since election night. That is an average of 16 emails a day. This is, in large part, about creating an empire where Donald Trump remains the dominant force in the Republican Party, even when he leaves the Oval Office in January. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.